It's This Week in Bourbon, the most exhilarating bourbon news experience of the week. And here's your headlines for June 3rd, 2022. The TTB proposes removing all standard bottle size for spirits. A new Guinness Book of World Records has been set for the largest whiskey bottle ever sold. And Kansas City-based Jay Riger & Company has recently released its first bottled and bond straight bourbon whiskey. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Get 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Hey everybody, This Week in Bourbon, and this is a special This Week in Bourbon. I feel like it's a special This Week in Bourbon because it is Palooza Week of Bourbon. This is this is Pursuit Palooza Week. This is something that Ryan and I have been working on for, gosh, I think end of near the end of 2021 is when we started working on this. And for anybody that doesn't know, because there's about 10,000 listeners that are probably wondering, like, what the hell is Pursuit Palooza? Well, it didn't even make it out of Patreon because we sold out of tickets in 15 minutes. And this is something that's just a big opportunity for us to have an appreciation for our supporters. And so it's a huge weekend filled with barrel picks, with uh, events. We've got a beer collab. We've got dinners. We've got free bourbon all weekend long, meet and greets with some bourbon celebrities every single night where people get to come in and shake hands with the people they hear in the podcast. So I'm super excited for it. I mean, this has just been, it's been months in planning. So I'm ready to kind of get this thing going. Are you ready for it to get here or are you ready for it to be over with? So you have to... <laughs> yeah, it's about the same. Maybe I'm ready for it to be over with. So I can... It's like uh it's like a mer- you know, a wedding. You know, you're like excited for it to come, but no, I'm I'm excited too. It's uh I guess we kinda started off today doing a Russell's pick and I was looking at, you know, a lot of folks that came in were coming to the Palooza. I said, Remember this, this is the best you'll feel out of the whole trip <laughs> oh. on, on day one. Because uh you got uh 
three, four fun days left uh, hanging out with us. But yeah, we're excited. Don't give me hardly any credit. I've worked some, but Kenny's done most of the legwork on this and uh, appreciate all what he's done. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic event and uh, hopefully we can recreate it. Hopefully, well, hopefully it's a success this year. I'm sure it will be, but uh, gosh, it's a, I don't even think I've done, I don't think we've done this like cool of a weekend, like just being in the bourbon game for how many years we have. We haven't done something this cool just on our own. So it's a really cool value and experience for everybody that supported us in the, you know, in the past. So uh, hopefully everyone has a good time. I'm sure they will. Yeah, I, I hope so too. And I mean, it's, you're right. It's a lot of planning that went into it. We've got two charter buses, 56 passenger charter buses. That's going to be taking people around everywhere. Just, my goal with it was that you you just show up and you don't have to think about anything. Like, we're going to take you around everywhere. We're going to show you the city. We've got all kinds of places to take you and, and drink whiskey. And, and honestly, for me, it was a good reason for me to kind of clear out my bunker of some bottles that have just been starting to overflow. And that was part of the reason is my wife, Lauren, she goes, Kenny, I think you need to get a storage unit. I said, I got a better idea. So well, yeah. I'm going to add can't... a bunch of work to my plate <laughs> yeah. and create an event. And uh, yeah, I'm sure she was thrilled with that. She just got the storage unit. It costs a lot less. <laughs> it would have cost a lot less. But, you know, this is this is something that's fun. I don't think I'll be able to supply the bourbon every year going forward. We'll have to figure out what that looks like in 23 and beyond, but we'll go ahead and tackle the weekend and we'll see what the the weekend or the next year brings us and see what we can plan out because I'm already thinking, I got ideas already for 23 spinning in my head. So I'm super excited for it. Enjoy the present, Kenny. Enjoy. That's why, that's why they call it a present because it's today. (laughs) (laughs) Wise words, my friend. You are wise beyond yep. your years if you didn't know that. Yep. Well, I don't know. I just spend too much time thinking about shit. So well, you also, <laughs> maybe that makes me very, wise. You're very good. You listen to a lot of very in, like enlightening types of talks that bring you up. You're very meditational, so you kind of <laughs> center yourself. Me, I, I feel like I'm just constantly going and trying to cross stuff off the list. I'm trying to fill my bucket and you're emptying yours always. So <laughs> that's uh you're 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 always like, how can I get rid of what's in my bucket? Whereas I'm like, I need more in my bucket. Uh, you the, know, my boat is that's about the to beginning. capsize. Yeah, my yeah, boat's capsizing the, with all the water coming and I'm just trying to scoop it out. Yeah, you're overflowing. So uh uh yeah, that's the beauty of us, the yin and yang of it. So everyone will get to witness that this weekend, I'm sure, as they meet us. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Let's go ahead and let's get to it. So our first headline is that the Alcohol, Tobacco, Trade, and Tax and Trade Bureau, otherwise we formally just threw the three-letter acronym of the TTB, they have proposed amending regulations regarding the size of wine and distilled spirits containers. The proposals are in line with recommendations back in February's report on competition in the beverage alcohol industry, and they're intended to reduce the barriers at entry. The TTB is proposing to add 10 additional authorized standards of fill for wine, along with related technical and other harmonizing changes. The TTB is also considering, as an alternative, eliminating all but the minimum standard fill for wine containers and all but the minimum of maximum for distilled spirits containers. So among the recommendations are 10 new standards of fill for wine, including 620 mLs, which is a size that's most commonly used for French wine, known as Vin Juan, 
And 700 mil or 700 ml, some milliliters, was also proposed as a potential option for wine because of the size is consistent with containers available internationally. However, distilled spirits and bourbon, which is really what we care about here, they're getting rid of everything. Instead, you have a minimum and you have a maximum. And so the minimum is that it has to be at least 50 milliliters. And on the maximum is 3.785 liters or one gallon. But within that range, bottles can be any size. Yeah, I never understood why you had like <laughs> these, you know, well, standard sizes. I mean, I, I get it from a, I don't, maybe I don't get it. Help enlighten <laughs> me on this. Well, I, you're right. I, I think maybe it makes sense from a production standpoint because you can, I mean, not just from the production standpoint of bottling and stuff like that, but from shelf space, from everything that goes in from, actually getting that glass made to filling it to putting it on the shelf to literally everything um there but you if have someone some, wants have to make it harder on, but if somebody wants to make it hard on themselves well just let them you know? that's true and, and the ttb bent their rules last year and they said you know what we're gonna add 700 mls because that's what's pretty much common in international markets and i know the guys over at breaking bourbon they've done a lot of research and there's been a lot of i Pretty sure last year it was a prediction that said people will likely start moving to 700 mLs and still keeping the same price point because now they can have a uniform offering across their entire portfolio instead of having to have different sizes based on countries and regions and all that sort of stuff. So sure. you get a more operational efficiency. Now I guess you can well know, just go probably after on. all the the glass shenanigans this year they're like F it <laughs> whatever you can find just put it in <laughs> you know everybody's like filling mason jars of bourbon like whatever just get it out to market yeah just put in beakers whatever you can whatever you can seal <laughs> we don't have any tops you got you got some ram wrap sure put it on there let's get it out there yeah that's probably what happened yeah well honestly I think the cool thing is. Maybe we'll see some more one gallons out here. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's you don't see fun. that very often. I haven't seen a one gallon bottle like modern in a, quite some time. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the actually. Now I, I mean, think about I guess it. This they had is kind the of OFC weird. recently, right? The, well, and that the weird thing is that that was a five liter bottle, which is oh, monstrous. So out of the, but it's out of the maximum. So uh, how, how does that play into it? But uh, whatever. I think we're we're overthinking it. Yeah, probably so. It's it. Yeah, maybe it's next topic. <laughs> TTB is not coming after Sazerac. Going, oh, you, you put a nineteen eighty Buffalo Trace in a bottle. We're gonna find you when you How you're dare. selling this for three point three million dollars a bottle. I don't even know what it was, but it was some crazy for amount. for charity. Let's find you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not a good optic. No, you would say. So if you're into the Roaring Twenties. Then you should know that the Fraser Museum in downtown Louisville is bringing back Michter's Speakeasy at the Fraser. So it's time to get dolled up in your 20s fashion style with fedoras and flappers and celebrate with a couple hundred of your closest friends as the entire museum is transported into Louisville's coolest weekday wing ding in years. Guests will enjoy bourbon and rye tasting, great grub and a complimentary cocktail, and toe-tapping bourbon jazz tunes from Billy Goat Strut Review. Swanky prize packages will go to the best dressed couple and individual, and tastings will be led by Michter's master distiller Dan McKee and master of maturation Andrea Wilson. They will also include Michter's bourbon, their rye, and the rare barrel strength bourbon. 
This is going to be happening on June 23rd. Admission is $50, and more information can be found at FraserMuseum.org. I know it's a little wing, bit. A wing, well, yeah, wing ding. It's a wing ding. Wing ding. Man. Wing ding. Gotcha. I mean, when was the last time you used that in your vocabulary? This is first today. <laughs> so, Let's see what happens next week. Yeah. Uh, sounds fun, though. I mean, uh, yeah, people love that, you know, that uh, time period of our country and whatnot. I don't know that people love that. So, um, and Mictors, I've been on a huge Mictors kick lately. I don't know. I feel like everything they've been coming out with has been really good here recently, but I kind of go with waves of them as well. Because yeah, I don't you, know why it's like I, I do. Yeah, it's like, but right now I'm on a real big mixer's kick. It's true because they put out really great bourbon, and for the most part, it was sourced for a long time. I believe they're now starting to blend their own stuff into it, or they're starting to switch over. And you always like it's just Mictor's US one. It's always been on the shelf, but it's always solid, and you never really think to go to it. Then you go to it, and you're like, why? Why do I always? Why do I always forget about this? So you're right. It's it's a solid solid offering. Yeah, I think it was because I was in Florida and they're like, it was Mictor's Rye was like the only thing, it was like either Bullet Rye or Mictor's Rye. And I was like, I want to pick Mictor's Rye because Bullet Rye gets enough. And everything I had at <laughs> Mictor's Rye was, was good. Well, and because when you buy Bullet Rye, you're buying every other 95.5 right. that's out there on the market too. Yeah. yeah, it's like pretty, we've heard this story before. Let's go ahead and try another yeah. chapter. Every award winning whiskey, you know, is out there right now. <laughs> We could talk about that for a minute because that it always we saw it in pretty much every award show that we've seen so far is that hey the recipe for success you want a double platinum you want a double gold you want best in class what do you need to do bring out the MGP that just seems five to, to be, seven year MGP rare bourbon you got yep. it golly it is you know, good so it's good it's good it's just it always it just it doesn't rub me the wrong way but you just look at it and you go well damn it that's the the playbook that everybody's following and it seems to be working. Yeah. Why did, why did we make it hard on We're ourselves? We're the two dummies that didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we said, let's go ahead and not do that. We'll find something that's totally unique and different and united and we'll make it something that people will really love. And now we're, now, Idiots. now, now it's, yeah. I, well, I think, gosh, who were we talking to as well? Man, I think it was Brian when we were doing our other podcast for Behind the Pursuit and talking about MGP, about how it does well in competitions because it is such a high rye bourbon that yeah. it kind of shocks the palate a lot of judges. So maybe that's why they see that as like bolder, more in your face. Like after you're you're trying 32 different bourbons, you finally get a 36% rye and you, you're like, hey, this is, this is something. I'm tasting something new here. Or yeah, there's definitely or, something to that. Or if there's ten of them, you're like, oh, this I can't tell the difference between the, these. All ten are great. <laughs> <laughs> these I know, eight out of these ten are fantastic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I had that theory before because to me, high rye bourbons, you know, stand out in comp, you know, just in blind taste tests in general. You know, it's you know the sweeter ones tend to be just too. Uh, the sweeter, more balanced, more delicate, nuanced ones kind of get overpowered by the, you know, and you, you kind of go with what you remember sometimes, but yeah, I don't know. Very true. Very true. Yep. Let's keep going. I'm sure, I'm sure that people love this. Talk. Frazier was like, thanks for adding that uh, side, uh, <laughs> discussion to our uh, announcement. We had, we had to give a little something because that's more local news. We've got people listening all around the country. They're like, I don't care about what's happening 10 minutes from your house, but. Yeah. I digress. Let's keep well, going. You can go. You can go across the street and do a blend with barrel there now too, right? 
and then that thing across oh, the street. Oh, barrels and billets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You have that. We, we talked about that on This Week in Bourbon. Gosh, that had been a couple months ago. But yeah, that's a new yeah. thing over near at the Slugger Museum. Yep. All right. Plugs next topic. Them. Sorry. All right. So there is a new Guinness Book of World Records. And it's, no, there's actually one Guinness Book of World Records, but there's a new record that's been set, and that's for the largest bottle. The only bottle. one. <laughs> I wonder how many, I mean, they have to come out with a new one every year because they just keep making new records, like you know, the, the biggest ball of yarn, biggest nose hair. I mean, whatever. There's always a record for something here. I always liked looking at the fingernail one every year. How much oh. longer is the fingernail? It was so <laughs> gross. <laughs> so, so disgusting. That or the hair. Yeah. It's all like matted and... Yeah. All right, anyway, let's keep going. So it's for the largest whiskey bottle ever sold. And the name is called the Intrepid. And the colossal bottle is nearly six feet tall. It's five feet, 11 inches, and holds 311 liters, which are 414, 750 mLs. It's the width twice of that of the average person. And as you know what they say, it's what's on the inside that counts. And in this case, it's a 32-year-old Macallan. In the end, Intrepid sold for $1.4 million via Lion and Turnbull Auction House. The winning bed fell short of the world record for the most expensive bottle whiskey ever sold at auction, which was a bottle distilled in McAllen in 1926 that fetched $1.9 million back in 2019. The Intrepid project was created by Daniel Monk of Fame and Roseman Holdings in memory of his father, Captain Stanley Monk. The auction day would have been his 80th birthday. And it's inspired by his passion for adventure, exploration, and the desire to help raise money for several charities. The team named the Intrepid to celebrate the drive and record-breaking achievements of the 11 of the world's most pioneering explorers who are now featured on the bottle. These include such luminaries as Sir Ralph Fiennes, or Fiennes, I don't know, this is where, it, this is where it's going to get dicey, y'all. Sir Robin Knox Johnston, I, could, I got that one. Dr. Jeff Wilson, Karen Dark, MBE. Ollie Hicks, Sarah Alton, Dwayne Fields, Levison Woods, Felicity Aston, and past Scottish Adventurers of the Year, Jay, Jamie Ramsey, and Will Copestake. So, but will it pass the TTB's new law? I <laughs> don't think so. I think this is a, this is a hard break on this one. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you're well beyond the threshold. Yeah. Well, we guys remember the TTB is also based in the United States. This one, uh, I don't sure. know what auction house this. This is somewhere probably over in the UK. Um, so I, that means they they are in gray territory. Just don't bring <laughs> it over here. I mean, it's a lot you, of cash though. What do, what do you what do you do with a six foot tall bottle? Like what do you? It's just it's just sitting in a museum. Just, it's just you have your friends over and say you thought I was rich, but now <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm really rich. <laughs> it just reminds me of, remember, I don't know if you remember Ace Ventura. They're like, oh, he's holding the other, I'm the richest man in the world party. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that's the only reason why you would need something like this. Yeah, it's completely absurd. But hey, I'd love to see it in person. Maybe even, like, can we put a straw on the top? Just taste. <laughs> like, you got to take a ladder all the way up. Maybe a straw with, like, the loops that go in them, and you got to go yeah. all the way down. Yeah. Crazy straw. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, it was open since 1927. It's the historic Cavalier Hotel and Beach Club, and has fulfilled its namesake in many ways, including its reigning title as the first and only distillery in America inside of a hotel. 
in it all started back in 2010 when Virginia Beach native Andrew Yancey sought a location for his craft distillery. Bruce Thompson, he's the CEO and founder of Gold Key PHR, was the leader in renovation of the Cavalier Hotel. The distillery became Tarnished Truth Distilling Company at the center of the historic Cavalier Hotel, providing handcrafted spirits like bourbon, bourbon cream, vodka, gin, moonshine, and canned cocktails for guest tours in the tasting room and on-site tours and restaurants. All of the stills and equipment were handmade in the United States by Vendome. And while the distillery team was developed by a master distiller and pretty much legendary Larry Ebersalb, today Tarnith Truth Distillery continues to evolve their programming for guests with the launch of their new Purchase Your Own Barrel of Bourbon experience. The barrel picking experience is well, pretty much familiar to all of us. Guests would come down and be presented with a few barrels to taste from and ultimately pick the one they would like to purchase and bottle. They would then work with the guests to create the personalized label for the bottles, and once bottled and labeled, the guests would pick up their bottles and get to keep the empty barrel. The barrel program is going to be limited to only 10 to 15 barrels per year. Nice. Yeah. Tarnit. I saw that. I saw that, and I was I was like, when I saw the news article, I go, what's, what's so interesting about a barrel pick program? This is the same exact thing. But then I started reading, and I said, oh. It's a pretty cool story. A distillery inside of a hotel. All right. We'll give them a little bit of a plug here, just in case you happen to be around just Virginia Beach. Hope you you're, to check it out. Hope your room's not above the, the still. You <laughs> <laughs> need a hell of a sound machine. <laughs> Keep that. That or you got all the CO2 floating up into uh, into your room. Yeah. It's going to be uh, a sleepless night or you're actually kind of doozy. It'll just be a little hazy. Probably what it come down to. But that would be cool. I'd, I'd, let's go. Let's go see it one day, and then we can pick our own barrel. Hey, I've I've never been to Virginia Beach, so I'm, I'd I'd put that down on the list of just places uh, me to neither. go see. Never been. All right. See, now we, Jamestown's we, close. We can go see you know the Plymouth Rock and all that fun stuff. What happened? Or to maybe Plymouth that's Rock? No, I'm just actually that's. I don't think that's right. Our geography's failing us tonight, man. But Jamestown's close, so we'll go see some American history, and we'll stop at Catoctin Creek. We'll do a Virginia tour. I like it. I like it already. And here is our last story for this little segment here, and this is an article from Mashed, and I saw this, and it's not even, this isn't even bourbon news, but I saw it and I said, well, it's something fun to talk about. We'll put it out there. And so MASH.com, they came out an article that says, this simple hack will take your cheap bourbon to the next level. So it says, what if you can only afford the cheapest bourbon, like Old Crow and its ilk? Some of the options out there might seem less than appealing. And while you can always try to dilute or mask the taste with heavy mixers and ice, there's also another trick out there that is designed to enhance the flavor of bourbon rather than hide it. And this was hatched by a group of test kitchen chefs at Cook's Illustrated, and it's shared in the book Kitchen Hacks, How Clever Cooks Get Things Done. Their objective was to try and reproduce the complexities of a long barrel aged bourbon through the addition of flavorings to the low cost stuff. So here's what they did. You add one tablespoon of dry sherry, three quarters of a tablespoon of vanilla extract, and one eighth of a teaspoon of liquid smoke to the bourbon. Then you shake it up like you're mixing a cocktail. The goal of the vanilla extract is to simulate notes from the oak barrels, while the inclusion of liquid smoke aims to replicate the earthy deep or sorry, earthy depth of a bourbon barrel. The sherry is then applied to bring in more complex aromas, which with well-aged bourbon are developed over time. Here's the results. The results of the Cook's Illustrated Taste Test, which compared to the concoction to a bottle of 12-year-old bourbon, 
Didn't actually persuade people to ditch the more expensive variety for the new one. But however, it did improve the cheap version of the bourbon, and it proved to be a unanimous upgrade of the original 15 bottle sans the added ingredients. Hmm. Well, I'm going to stick with ginger ale. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you add vanilla extract to literally anything, it's going to taste better. Yeah. (laughs) All those things that make Old Crow taste better, the modern day one. (laughs) Yeah. But anywho. Yeah, it's interesting though. It's not not bourbon anymore. You added additives. Additives. It's the one of the stipulations in the T to B in the code of rules of conduct and what it makes bourbon is you can't do that. So if you just do that, you're basically just adding mixers to it anyway. Yeah, you might as well just push sugar, bitters, and you know, just make it old fashioned at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're you're just bastardizing it, so it doesn't really Yeah. But that's gonna do it for the bourbon news. Stick around, we got some bourbon release news. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Welcome back, everybody. We've got a few things to talk about with bourbon release news. I'm not going to say you have to go line up at your local store and start hammering and saying, hey, can you can you find me this? Because this is just some of the releases that are happening all around the country. So let's get to it. Next Century Spirits is a leading full-service distilled spirits company, and they are launching a Bear Fight American Single Malt Whiskey. So after recognizing that American Single Malt category is underdeveloped, NCS saw an opportunity to create a product that would take old world tradition and merge it with new world attributes. The liquid is approachable and versatile as it mixes new world flavors similar to American whiskey or bourbon with old world notes similar to scotch. Bear Fight Whiskey is available on Reserve Bar and ForWhiskeyLovers.com and is available in retail and select markets of Colorado, Connecticut, North Carolina, and New York with a much broader rollout to come in fall of 2022 and it has an SRP of $40. Bear Fight. All right. I, every time I, I see that, I, I I picture. Do you remember that old 
I think gif of that bear and that hunt that hunter like they're they're like putting <laughs> yeah. their dukes up and they're like yeah they're sparring that's just kind of what I just popped in my mind when I started talking about it uh mine popped up the little kids book I'm going on a bear hunt you know? <laughs> <laughs> our brains Walking work through very the differently yeah interesting yeah American single malts are starting to catch a little momentum but you know we'll see how this one is but uh yeah i'll try it i say we put it in here but we're a bourbon podcast and that's that's where i'm sticking my my bet so everybody keep drinking bourbon you can you can try a single malt every once in a while but just make sure you keep drinking that sweet corn that's right we won't make you do it again a bear fight (laughs) (laughs) hey i don't have time to start single malt pursuit so that's that's it this is it it's all you're getting from us Nope. So Victor George Spirits, it's a black-owned distiller, and they released a new bourbon brand named after Fort Mose. I think it's Mose. It's M-O-S with that in that E with the thing on top yeah. of it. So I'd say Mose. So, sounds right. Mose, yeah. Mose, Florida. It's the first U.S. town that allowed black people to live free legally. This town is located two miles north of St. Augustine, and it was started in 1738. So the inaugural edition of its new bourbon is called Fort Mose 1738. So known for Victor George Vodka, spirits maker Victor G. Harvey recently expanded his portfolio of brands, and Harvey acquired the majority interest in Palm Beach Distillery, which is a female-owned Florida distillery in late 2021. It was then that Harvey, alongside master distiller and Palm Beach founder Summer Pipe, or Pip, Pip, Pipe, P-I-E-P, say it however you want to say it, they saw this as an opportunity to release Harvey's next line of spirits. So Fort Mose 1738 is a four-year age bourbon at 90 proof and has a suggested retail price of $45. Very cool. That's, I like that story. St. Yeah. Augustine's like a, is that the oldest town or city in the U.S. or something? I don't know. There's something old about it. I don't know. Florida's Blake got a lot of things. There. Florida's got a lot of things going on, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Well, Blake lives close to there. He, he could tell us. We'll ask him. <laughs> tell us yeah. more about St. Augustine. Yes. So our friends over at, in, well, I guess we'll move up a little bit from Florida to Tennessee. So Chattanooga Whiskey, they have announced their next release of their Bottled and Bond Vintage Series, which is the Spring 2018 Vintage. And this series is exclusively crafted at their Riverfront Distillery and is a single season vintage dated expression of their Tennessee high malt style. It's barreled in January through June of 2018. And Chattanooga's Whiskey Spring 2018 Vintage is crafted from a selection of four unique high malt bourbon mash bills, all of them made within the same distilling season, and each composed of at least 25% of specialty malted grains. The result is an innovative approach to one of the industry's most time-honored quality standard traditions. It's bottled and bond. Spring 2018 Vintage will be available at the Chattanooga Whiskey Experimental Distillery and across Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Illinois, Indiana, South Carolina, Louisiana, Kentucky, Alabama, and Colorado. For a suggested retail price of $53. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. $53. It's an interesting price point. Yeah. Why why do you think it's $53? Is there significance around that? Well, why not go $49.99 or uh, $54.99 or just take it up to $59.99? $52.99? I don't know. $53 just seems kind of weird. I don't know, man. I don't think I'm you're just, too. I'm, I'm thinking. I think too you got much too much pursuit palooza on your head. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking too much into consumer behavior. I think that's yeah. what it is. But I don't know. I'm sure it's good. I love their bottom bond stuff. 
Yes, we've we've tried. We've reviewed their bottled and bond before, and it's super. I think remember it was pretty fruity last time, even though they have was. all this high malted sort of style going on. But hey, so here is our final last thing for the evening, and that is Kansas City based Jay Riger and Company. They are recently released their first bottled and bond straight bourbon whiskey. It's aged six years in fifty three gallon white American oak barrels. And this is the brand's first in-house produced bourbon offering since pre-prohibition, which originally closed the distillery back in 1919. Ryan Maybe and Andy Riger, Jacob Riger's great-great-great-grandson, resurrected the distillery in 2014. And as a new distiller in 2015, Jay Riger and company began putting away a few barrels of bourbon each month. As the years went on, the distillery was able to start distilling more and more whiskey every year. And today, the company is now putting away 100 barrels a month, preparing for the growth of the industry that it's currently experiencing. The new batch is, of course, 100 proof bourbon, and the mash bill is 56% corn, 30% rye, and 14% malted barley. Each batch was distilled in a 750-gallon copper pot still before being transferred into the American oak barrels. And this is also within the distillery in the, sorry, should I say the distillery is in the historic electric, sorry, electric park neighborhood of Kansas City. The only thing I couldn't find was a price point on this particular whiskey. But I said, hey, it's cool. Six years from Kansas City. How about it? We're growing. Yeah, it is pretty cool. That match bill sounds familiar. Uh, 56, 30, 14. That sounds familiar. I'm. I, I yeah, saw, I mean, mind. this is theirs. This is theirs, by the way. So they're oh, no, not no, no. sourced. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying it's theirs. I just, and, and I'm wrong. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was like, man, that sounds a lot like the Johnny Drum mash bill at Willet, but that's 52, 38, 10. But uh, no, that's awesome. I wouldn't, I'd love to try it. it six how do you, years is. How do you, how does your mind work like that, that you can remember all these mash bills and where they come from? And I don't know. I just, <sighs> Let's keep it in the back of my mind. I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. The only thing that I can remember is 95.5. Like, 95.5. That's <laughs> all I can remember. Uh, but did, didn't we try some Rieger stuff? That, But I don't think it was bourbon, but it was right. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't remember. The name so, sounds familiar, but I, I'd love to try it. So I I agree. I agree. Like they Six got years barbecue, remember. right? I mean, it's Kansas City. Kansas City is known for their barbecue. I'm a big fan of barbecue from kansas city i'm a big fan of barbecue in general i mean yeah it doesn't matter yeah as long as as long as you don't overcook it and it's dry i'm I'm gonna be a fan that or i'll just throw a bunch of sauce on there and eat it anyway because <laughs> i'm a fat kid at heart that's right but that's gonna do it for this week in bourbon thank you so much for joining in whether you're on your walk your run your ride or maybe you're listening it on the bus on pursuit palooza right now i don't know but hey Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. Yeah, we'll see how if we if we survived our first one. <laughs> toodles. Cheers, everyone. Oh, there, there you go. People were waiting for toodles. I got I, I got know. last time people said Brian hasn't said a toodles in a while, so give give I me good a toodles. Note. I wrote a note before. It was like <laughs> must say toodles. So toodles. <laughs>